Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Welcome to another exciting week. Everything is going on in the world, all kinds of crazy things. There's only one problem. We don't get to hear much about these things or see much about them on television, on the radio, because everything is this election. And I don't even think it's Hillary and Trump. It's just Trump. Uh, So we're missing a lot of things, and I hope to share some things with you tonight that you haven't had an opportunity to see or hear because politics is taking up everything of our time on television and on the radio. About five years ago, I started talking about the evils of private prisons. Uh, These are corporations that run prisons, not the government. What the government does, they contract out to a private corporation to run a prison in a certain area. Uh, You know, it's the old story. Uh, We're told that if the private sector does something, they can do it cheaper, whereas the public sector is full of waste, etc. Well, the private prison corporations uh, turned out to be a very wasteful thing. The federal government, our government, announced two weeks ago that it was negating, it was cutting the contracts they have, working them out, getting rid of them with these private prisons, uh, private corporations, rather, who are operating uh, a good percentage of our federal prisons. And the reason they want to do it is uh, they're costing too much money because their contract price has exceptions that will increase the cost of this or that. Uh, The government found out that the prisoners are not getting proper food, not getting good meals, not getting proper medical, that their jails are dirty, uh, and things of this nature, and it just has to stop. This has been going on. As I said, I mentioned it for the first time five years ago because there's a corruption involved in here also. And I'm not talking about the fact that the private prisons now have one of the biggest lobbying groups in Washington. That we know has a corruption built into it. No, it first came to my attention about five years ago with two family court, juvenile court judges in Pennsylvania. Uh, A private uh, jail group, a private corporation, was operating the juvenile detention center in their area. And what these judges started doing was sending kids grammar school, high school, to jail, to jail, but not for a long time, two days, four days a week for bullshit things, coming to school too late too often, uh, speaking during class, disrespectful to a teacher. Some of these were straight-A students, by the way, also. And the reason they, they did this for several years, they got away with it, and the reason they were doing it was they were getting kickbacks from the detention center, the private corporation. In other words, the judges were supposed to be good guys, you know, uh, uphold the law, etc. We're breaking the law, sending these kids to jail for short periods of time so that the private corporation that was jailing them could make more money. The judges each benefited over a period of several years more than $1 million apiece. You'd be glad to know they're now each doing 20 years in jail. All right, so now I want to talk about what's happening in a federal prison. Uh, One of them, the biggest one in America is Corrections Corporation of America. And they're playing another game. I said they abuse the prisoners. Apparently they're abusing female visitors also. 
Uh, it turned out in their Tennessee prison that they run for the government, for the federal government, the women who were coming to visit had to show, if they, if they claimed they had their periods, they had to show their vaginas. They had to expose their vaginas. This is to male security officers also, to prove they were menstruating as opposed to carrying contraband in their private area. Can you imagine? You go to see your husband, your boyfriend, your father, and uh, somehow, I don't know how they knew these women were menstruating, other than they told them, maybe a machine told them, and you got to drop your drawers, drop your bloomers, and they looked. And that's terrible. So, Several women had brought a lawsuit, okay? They had to prove they were on their periods. Several women have now brought a lawsuit in federal court uh, saying that this is unlawful search and seizure. I agree. But do you see what they're doing? These, these guys are just having fun who are making these women do these things. Which now brings me to another uh, private prison problem here. Uh, let's talk about immigrants, refugees. All these immigrants that are coming into the United States, the 11, 12 million uh, illegal immigrants that are already here, what are we going to do with them? How are we going to uh, get rid of them? Are we going to give them amnesty? Are we going to throw them all out, make them come back 25 years from now, not care that they have families? What are we going to do? Uh, well, they got to go to jail. Here's what's going to happen. If Trump is elected, and we're going to find out tomorrow night what his position is exactly, because first he was going to throw them all out. They were going to be arrested, in effect. He had to have a, a private group of police officers to do this, private squads, arrest them, ship them out. Then they come back. In the meantime, they were going to sit in jail or internment camps or something before they were shipped out of the country. This is big business, as I indicated earlier, private uh, prisons. And... They know that if Donald Trump is president of the United States, they're going to make a lot more money because if he goes out and starts arresting, if he only arrests those of the 12 million that have criminal records here, it's going to be a large number, a sizable number. So they've started giving money in the last month to Trump's campaign and to his super PAC. The company, by the way, the private prison company is GO, initials, GO, is the second largest private prison in America. And they're playing because they know they're giving the money. They're going to make a hell of a profit on the immigrant detention. So far, $50,000 has been given to Trump's PAC Superfund, $45,000 to another group. Uh, and they're still discovering. They're giving this money now. They just started giving it. Uh, they don't give it to Hillary, though. <laughs> okay? Because Trump has promised he's going to detain and deport. So you got all of these undocumented immigrants sitting in jail someplace. And uh, that's not nice. And that's not good. And that's why they're giving the money, because they're going to get rich off this now. At the same time that the Obama administration have said these people are corrupt, uh, working improperly, not nice people. Trump's going to go back in and give them this big pie of as much as 12 million illegal immigrants. Let's go to Norway. I'm going to stay with immigrants for a moment. Uh, 
You know, I'm talking about Trump tonight, and I'm sick of hearing about him. I'm sick of this election, and I'm a junkie. I'm a political junkie. I can't take it anymore. I hear that it's the same stuff every day, and it's primarily Trump. And after a while, you get fed up. They're not talking policy. I want to hear policy, not garbage. In any event, Trump is going to build a wall between us and Mexico. I don't know how many hundreds of miles, a thousand plus or something, this wall is going to be. We don't know what it's going to be built with. I just heard the last two days on television. Uh, it's going to have special electronic equipment that's going to help them discover people, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Norway's got a problem. Norway last year, 23,000 immigrants came into Norway. And guess where they came from? They came from Russia. Now, how, these aren't Russians, though. What happens, happened is the Muslims in Syria leave Syria, get into Russia. Russia don't keep these people, by the way. And they move through Russia. And one of the places they're going into, because Russia and Norway touch each other, is to Norway. And uh, Norway last year got 23,000 immigrants. Norway announced this week they are going to build a Border wall. You heard me, a border wall. It's not going to be as big as the one Trump's going to build. It's only going to be 660 feet long. Apparently, the area that they get through only needs a fence 660 feet long. And it's going to be made of steel. It's going to be 11 feet high. It's going to be at the Storskak, Storskak border between Russia and Norway. A, a, when this was announced uh, this past week, a Norwegian official said, and I quote, the fence is a responsible measure. So they're going for the fence over there. This gets more and more interesting, this fence thing. Now let's go to Sweden. And I'm going to stay with the refugees again. Sweden's got a problem. You have to understand, these, this Syrian thing is terrible. They're all over Europe. They're coming into our country, but they're all over Europe. Uh, here's what's happening in Sweden. The same immigrants, the same refugee problem initiated in or initiating out of Syria. Sweden took in 30,000 refugees in the last couple of years. Well, the way it works in Sweden, the refugees apply for asylum. If the asylum is denied, then they're picked up and they've got to be deported. What's happened is with these 30,000 refugees, 30,000 refugees have already applied for asylum. And guess what? The government can't find them. Once the asylum is denied, they disappear. They have no one to deport. Now we're going to go to Iceland. This is a cool one, Iceland. I didn't know what I'm going to share with you in Iceland now. My vision of Iceland, I've never been there. I would like to visit the country. Uh, it's, it's an island. It's a snow ice island, green in the summer, but cold most of the year, snow and ice. And it is a small island. Uh, were you aware? Iceland has seven or eight volcanoes. Yeah, and they're all active at one time or another. Not close in time, but they're active. And the largest is Ketela, Ketla, Ketla, I'm sorry, Ketla. And Ketla, yesterday morning, it's the largest uh, volcano in Iceland, 5,000 feet high. Yesterday morning had two separate earthquakes, 4.5 on the Richter scale. 
that's big when you're talking about a uh, a volcano. Well, they're concerned up there, the meteorologists, that an eruption is going to come next. The volcano is going to blow because of the earthquakes. They don't think it's going to happen right away. It's not tomorrow or next week, and it may not be forever, but generally when this happens, the earthquake down the road, and they can't say how much time, they can't estimate, you get the eruption. This volcano, Kaitla, last erupted in 1918. That's something like 48 years ago. The experts say it happens every 50 years. This particular, uh, this particular volcano, Kaitla, has a history of erupting every 50 years. It may be in the works for Iceland in the relatively near future. I'm going to talk about Donald Trump for a moment, and I'm going to talk about Hillary for a moment, and then I'm going to get out of there, folks. But i got to give them a little time. <laughs> Trump, I think, is a bully. I, I, I think he doesn't know what he's talking about. I think he's dangerous for our country, and I know many people don't do not agree with me. They want something done, and they figure with, with his tyrannical approach to everything, uh, that he will get something done. I don't believe it. I think he's going to get us in deep shit trouble all over the world. Uh, now he's calling, and he never does things right. Do you notice? He never talks policy. He's going to have a talk on immigration tomorrow night, three-quarters of which, or 80% of which, is not going to be immigration. He's being called, you know, Hillary. He'll call her names. He'll call other things names. He doesn't stay on point. He is not fixated. He's called for a special prosecutor to look into Hillary, you know. She, she's got this play-for-pay thing with all, all these new emails that keep coming out. We should have a special prosecutor. Uh, then his wife, Mulaney, uh, I didn't even know this, but about a month, two months ago, I don't even re- I don't know when because I never heard of it until I read about this. Mulaney, someone said she was an escort. Some newspapers or magazines or TV stations said she was an escort. Well, an escort's a prostitute. And at one time in her life, she was an escort. He didn't like this. Sometimes things have to be left alone and they die. Not with Donald Trump. He had his wife sue every media outlet that referred to as an escort. There's a lawsuit pending now just started in the state of Nevada. Uh, the black and Latino vote. Now he, he didn't want the black vote. He didn't need it. The Latinos, he's knocked everybody. Now he's going after the black and Latino vote. And I don't think he's going to change their minds. I mean, they've been defecated upon by the Republican Party for, for almost 100 years. Uh, I don't see how he can pull them over. He may get a percentage of it, but a very small percentage. But he's out, I think he makes an ass out of himself when he goes on television and he changes his position 100 percent he changes it dramatically uh he accuses he accuses hillary of pay for play that certain people uh who were big contributors to the foundation to uh clinton foundation uh would call to have a meeting with her because they wanted to meet with somebody else well the records show that she had 17,000 such meetings, meetings with people in her office, of which only about 180 had to do with people who, 180 out of 17,000, people who contributed to the 
the foundation, the Clinton Foundation, and requested through channels if they could visit her somewhere only five or ten minute meetings so they could say, we'd like to talk to Tom Jones. She says she never did anything for him. She, you know, she just arranged for them to meet. Now, the Supreme Court of the United States, you know, that wonderful court that gave us Citizens United that permits corporations to get millions of dollars now to candidates, uh, came down with a decision in 2014, and that's only two years ago, where they said ingratiation and access does not lead to corruption. Giving someone access to another, someone who has contributed to a political figure, is not does not lead to corruption. That, interestingly, is what they said in Citizens United. That wouldn't lead to corruption either. So there's a Supreme Court case out there recently decided that says Donald Trump's full of it, and he isn't going anyplace with this, but it beats the drums harder on the email issue. And Hillary probably deserves some of this because she should have known better than to do what she did with the emails. All right, uh, I'm done with that. I'm concerned about the emails, though. They keep coming up. More and more emails come up. We we think we got enough. There's 15,000 more. Now, after that, we thought we had them all. Now we had 30,000 more. Now we don't know how many we really got. And they won't start giving them out until December. If she's elected, and she probably will be, this is going to be bullshit. (laughs) They're going to end up trying to indict a sitting president of the United States, assuming she did something wrong. Uh, let's run the government. Vaccinations. This country, our country, it's always been very simple how things are done with our laws. We balance the rights of society, the rights of the people, as opposed to the rights of the individual. You know, we weigh them. We weigh them. And if, in certain instances, the rights of the individual are more important than the rights of society, then the weight of that issue makes the judgment come out for the individual and the same vice versa for uh, society. Mandatory vaccinations. You know, as far back as when I went to kindergarten, I had to be vaccinated for something before I went. I still have that scar on my arm. I think everyone still gets the scar from that vaccination. Uh, And why are these vaccinations required? Because there are certain diseases, certain diseases that rapidly spread and would infect many people, and they're bad diseases. So California passed a law, and the law said that children in private and public schools had to be vaccinated, must be vaccinated, against 10 named contagious diseases. Okay? It also provided this law that there was an exemption that if the parents didn't want this done based upon personal beliefs, then the child would not be vaccinated. And the exemption generally claimed is it's against my religion. I don't believe God wanted it this way, et cetera, et cetera. Well, everybody took this to court from every angle, and the judge decided in California this case, and he said, hey, number one, all the kids get vaccinated because the rights of society to prevent this kind of disease, spread of disease, outweighs, outweighs an individual's rights. Public health and safety in this regard is more important. Okay, I'll buy that, too. I agree with that. 
He also threw out the exemptions. He said, you can't have an exemption to a rule like this because one or two kids get the disease and then it'll spread to people, maybe adults, you know, who are not all vaccinated like these kids are. Uh, we won't, we, even freedom of religion will not be recognized. I think it's a great decision. Uh, however, this is going to be appealed. This was a trial-level judge in California. We won't know the answer for three or four years. But right now, that is the law in California. What I'm going to share with you now, I am laughing before I even start, is disgusting. Uh, I didn't believe it. We don't hear about these things that I'm going to talk about now. Uh, so let me start this way. I ask you this question. What's more appealing? What is more appealing than food served out of a toilet? You heard me, food served out of a toilet. We are in Indonesia, opened a toilet cafe. It's called Jam Band, doing a hell of a business, boy. It serves food out of toilet bowls. Everything's clean, but they serve food out of toilet bowls. The customers sit on an upright toilet, toilets like you and I use. The food, though, is served on tables out of squat toilets. Uh, those of you who have been to Europe, uh, certain countries, I remember Milan. I was in the finest restaurant in Milan, and they had a squat toilet. None of the sitting kind we have, where you have to squat right down to the floor level to do your business. And so they put, you sit on an upright toilet, and they serve the food in these squat toilets that are built into a table. The owner says this is being done for purposes of education and entertainment. Turns out that toilets in a restaurant like this are considered or are considered by the Indonesian government a teaching tool. Indonesia has the highest rate of open defecation and urination in the world. In other words, they ain't got enough toilets, so they go in the streets and the fields, and disease spreads easily from this. Makes sense. Uh, the food they serve, they serve all kinds of food out of these, you know, out of the toilets. Uh, but in this particular case, this is funny. <laughs> this is funny. They serve meatball soup <laughs> out of one, and they also serve cocktails. Can you imagine sitting down to cocktails? and then have meatball soup out of squat toilets. Now, I said, can it only be Indonesia? China's big in this. They've been doing this for several years in China. I don't know the number, but they're all over China, these toilet cafes, and it's a big thing in China. Russia's doing it, all right? They're, they're, I don't know how many in Russia. I couldn't trace it down other than every place that says Russia's been doing it. And now... When is it going to happen in the United States? Have we done it already in the United States? Turns out three years ago in Los Angeles, a Chinese restaurant was open, a toilet cafe, that was called Magic Restroom Cafe. The, the, the guests, the ones doing the eating, sat on porcelain thrones. You understand what I'm saying? They ate out of toilet-shaped bowls. These were now glass bowls on the table. Uh, and in their advertising, and I think this is cool, in their advertising, they said, ladies, don't worry, seats always down. I got to laugh. Ladies, don't worry, seats always down. 
Now, what I'm going to share with you now is even more disgusting. Uh, their food. They gave their food names. It was good food, but they named it after what a toilet is used for. Uh, chocolate pudding is called black poop. Uh, braised pork over rice smells like poop. That's what it's called. Things like that. Well, this thing opened three years ago, and you know what happened. It went down the toilet. It only took six months to go down the toilet. It was out of business in six months. We ain't going to tolerate it in this country, but they're doing it right now in Indonesia. China loves it and rushes into the game, too. North Korea. The brilliant leader of North Korea. He's 32 years old, this guy. He became, he became uh, president of North Korea in 2011 when his father died. Kim Jong-un, 32 years old. He's a nut. You read about him. You see him. Uh, his country is very poor, except for him and his army. His people live well, but the rest of the country is starving. Uh, problem with him, and he's a nut. This is the problem. He has nuclear weapons. And he's a danger, no question about it. I, I can see he and Trump negotiating. Uh, it, dangerous as hell. He kills randomly. He kills, like, his vice presidents and people who surround him on his cabinet. They do something he doesn't like. They're killed that day or the next day. No trial. Summarily has him executed. This is what he does. Now, what else is he doing? Why am I talking about this so dramatically? He is trying to show that he can be, he can present in North Korea uh, a major city, a metropolis. And so he wants to build Empire State buildings, 70-story high buildings he's building. 70 stories seems to be the number. The workers are working too slow, he felt. So no problem. They are on drugs. They are mandated to use drugs. The government gives the drugs. The government introduces the, the, the drugs into them. They, they use meth ice. Each worker uses meth ice, and it's government-sanctioned, government-provided, and the purpose is to make sure that they work harder. I, I've got an article this week in Conk Life. You should read it. You can get it on my Key West Lou website. It's linked to it. It's called The New Face in Price Gouging and Political Influence. It's about big pharma. They screw the hell out of his pharmacies. You know this. Our drug costs are astronomical. talks about Mylan Pharmaceutical and its CEO, Hester Bresch, who happens to be the daughter of Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia. And they have this thing called an Epic Pen, uh, which is really a big hypodermic needle, and it shoots a drug into the body immediately, no screwing around, and it's for allergies like bees, peanuts, selfish, and eggs, things arising from that, where you die instantaneously unless you get prompt medical attention. And so they, they produce these things by federal law now. They have to be in every school. Uh, parents who have children who have this problem buy them. They have to buy them every year because they, they're no good after a year purportedly. And my story tells the story of how they price gouged this company. The president, Joe Manchin, the senator's daughter, went from $2,800 seven years ago to 19, I'm sorry, $2,008 million seven years ago. Today she makes $19 million. She's doing a hell of a job marketing this thing. It's now costing over $600. And that's why everybody's looking at it now. It just came out in the last two weeks. This woman's gouging. 
Uh, and she doesn't even pay taxes here. She, she, she did inversion. She opened, she took her company, opened an office in the Netherlands and says, this is where my company is incorporated, but still runs a plant in Pennsylvania. So she's beating the taxes like all these other big corporations. I tell the story about that, about Washington, about the Federal Drug Administration, the congressional hearings. You will enjoy this because it brings right up in front of your eyes what's going on with these major corporations who end up screwing the people and how they get it done. So, having said all that, that is it for the week. Uh, again, I say, as I say every week, thank you for joining me. Uh, the numbers keep going up. i got to say this every week. I love it. Uh, it excites me. And I thank you for listening. I thank the new listeners. Uh, most of you listen to the show where it's archived. That's the thing now with a podcast or a blog talk radio. You listen to it whenever you want during the week. You sit on at your computer, press a few buttons, any time of the day or night, and you can hear what I said for this half hour. So thank you for doing this, uh, and please keep doing it. I write a blog every morning, my, uh, Key West Lou. It's my life in Key West. It's on keywestlou.com. Uh, try reading it. It's some of this stuff is more the fun I have in Key West every day and every night. Thank you again for joining me. I look forward to being with you next week. <laughs>